Hi folks, this is Stan Wengland and welcome to Mind, Body and Spirit. Actually, it's welcome to talking about Mind, Body and Spirit. I hope everybody's been enjoying the episodes. Uh, I, I know I have and I hope you've enjoyed some of the guest speakers uh, that I've had. I've got a lot of other people lined up in the coming weeks. Uh, some really interesting things. Uh, so appreciate your comments uh, on the existing shows and, and, and any ideas or feedback on, on the ones that you'll see uh, coming up. Um, I thought I'd pick an interesting uh, topic that's very relevant to exactly where we're at in the calendar right now because we're just a few weeks away from the beginning of the holiday season. And here on Talking About Mind, Body, and Spirit, uh, I like, well, every episode, if possible, to, to be concerned with something related to uh, your intellectual growth and development, uh, your physical growth and development, and health, and your spiritual growth and development. And I can't think of a more important time than the holidays to get into some of those things. Uh, and the topic that I cho chose tonight is something that, uh, at least in my decades of experience, I found to be a really important one, and that's the idea of forgiveness. Uh, people's emotional health around the holiday time, my goodness, it can either go up uh, and, and people just feel wonderful and just uh, can't wait for the holidays to come, or tons of other people are angry with family members and friends or despondent or melancholy or are having problems with their emotional or physical health, uh, you know, due to the stresses and strains of holidays and all the things that come with that. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I, probably most of you know, uh, but you may not, uh, you know, from, in my life I've, I've been a psychologist for more than 40 years and I'm still currently a, uh, an, an adjunct professor in psychology and when I would have a student or um, you know talk with one of my friends or colleagues about holiday time issues, uh, a kind of a little phrase that I always uh, you know would have to bring to mind is that to me in my experience and many of the jobs that I've had or uh, you know, when the holiday time comes around, it's the high, ho I, I call it the high holy days of psychopathology. <laughs> That's not a very positive thing to say, but pro probably any crazy thing that can happen to people seems to happen uh, during the holidays. If Uncle Bill is an alcoholic or you're fighting with uh, your aunt or grandparent, uh, they're going to wind up, uh, you know, sitting next to you at Thanksgiving or getting bombed on, uh, you know, Christmas Eve or some such thing or having to get bailed out of jail or some crazy thing and um, you know it just tears you apart, tears the family apart and creates a lot of stresses or strains. I've seen more people wind up uh, you know having separations and divorces or uh, other big issues uh, you know that happen around the holiday time and you'd say why in God's name would these things happen now? But uh, the holiday time seems to be like, you know, very positive in many ways, and then it's like a big black hole for a lot of um, wild and not so nice things that have happened to folks. So I thought I'd talk about that, and and, and maybe this will go out and help somebody, or it might give you a laugh or a chuckle uh, uh, on on some of the light, more lighthearted, uh, you know, images, uh, you know, about the holidays and forgiveness. But uh, I found. Uh, this idea of forgiveness is very, very important, as I said before. And it really has to do with your emotional and spiritual health, uh, you know, not only with yourself, but with your family members and your friends. 
Right. And it seems that during the holiday season, you know, as we, you know, as we reunite with family and friends and loved ones, uh, it's difficult uh, to face these unresolved struggles in our relationships with people. And, you know, you're at dinner or you're coming across people and you don't see eye uh, with people about things, and, and you, you might be in social gatherings uh, with people. It could be at work, uh, again, in your family, in an organization, something you have to go to, and, and it causes you discomfort. It causes you physical pain. It leaves you tense and frustrated, and, and it makes you want to disengage from these things and not be part of them. And many times people sit these things out, uh, you know, with their family, and make excuses not to uh, go to a dinner uh, or they don't go to the company party or your friends invite you over and, 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 you, and you know you just don't go because of anger issues and uh, you know you're angry with somebody you're uncomfortable and you know you haven't forgiven them for things in the past and you're also anticipating some hurt or slight for the future well you know, many people have addressed that, and, and I like to, you know, bring up ideas from other people. And, and researching this, I found some information from uh, a doctor from the Mood Disorders uh, Consultation Clinic at uh, Johns Hops, uh, Hopkins University, uh, Karen Schwartz, and she says there's, a, you know, an enormous physical burden to being hurt and disappointed, uh, you know, with people, especially at the holidays, and it puts you in a position of chronic anger. And this chronic anger puts you into a fight-or-flight mode, and this results in changes to your heart rate, your blood pressure, an immune response, and you're getting all that. Uh, you know, you're ready, to, you're primed up to blow, and there's no, no place to go. And uh, then it affects you negatively in all these areas. These changes uh, that happen due to these things increase the risk of you being depressed, having heart disease, diabetes, uh, you know, among other conditions. So the topic tonight of forgiveness, forgiveness is really important. It's a really important coping strategy or it's just an important strategy. And uh, I'd like you to see, and I like to remind myself that this helps calm your stress levels and it really leads to improved health, not only um, in terms of your physical health, but your intellectual, emotional health and your spiritual health. And something that's important, um, I found this, I, I have people that have hurt me very deeply, and I'm, I'm sure I have hurt other people deeply, and I've, I've kept grudges in my life, and, and, and they haven't been productive for me or anybody else. Uh, the older I get, and hopefully a little wiser that I've, I've gotten, and a little more spiritual that I've gotten, I realize that I don't need to forget the hurt, but I can really make a, conscience, a conscious choice to forgive people. Uh, when I was very young, I found that very, very difficult to do many times. Uh, now I find it very, very easy. And uh, it's wonderful. It's empowering and it's freeing. And I want to share that with you on this podcast. If one person gets that and walks away this holiday and says, Hey, gee, Stan, I, I listened to your um, that tape on forgiveness, uh, and man, do I feel better then I'll really feel blessed and it'll really be wonderful. So this idea that you don't have to forget anything, you don't have to forget what somebody's done to you if that's what you want to do, then that's understandable. Uh, but you can choose to forgive. You can feel anger, you can feel sadness, you can feel hurt, you can feel pain, uh, all those things. Uh, I'm not suggesting that um, you try and deny them or not acknowledge them. 
because if you're trying to deny them, they're already there in the first place anyway. I know that in, in terms of how, how our minds work, and you know that too. Uh, as soon as you're aware of something, it's already happened in your brain. I mean, and there's, there's already been a, you know, a cognitive response where you feel hurt. You, you can't go back and deny it. Uh, you can try all kinds of techniques, but it takes a lot of energy, and it leads to a lot of bad things. So it's best to just say, yeah, I'm angry. And then, what am I going to do about this anger? This anger. Uh, and those are some of the things you know going to talk about in this uh, in this podcast. One of the things that's important is that you realize that when you forgive somebody, that's a choice. You don't have to do that. Uh, forgiveness is. Uh, I like to forgive people for their uh, benefit. But mostly, uh, I've found out, and I didn't understand this early on, is that forgiveness is for my own mental healing. You know, I, I can forgive people, uh, even people that have really hurt me, because I feel compassion for myself. And I understand that nobody's perfect in terms of other people. But I, I, I feel some compassion for myself. I don't want to feel bad, and forgiveness is, is an act of self-caring for me. It's an act of health for me. It, it's a restatement of my values. And it really doesn't take too much effort. And I'm often reminded, it's like many people who don't forgive, they're into vendetta. And there's an old saying, I'm probably botching it up, but it's that if you're looking for vendetta, you know, which is the old practice of knocking, bumping somebody off who's wronged you, uh, the advice for a wise person is to dig two graves. And people say, why? One for the person that you're knocking off and one for yourself. Because you oftentimes are destroyed in the process and everything else. Transforming how we feel about the past can change how we frame and envision the future. And, and that's a really uh, important thing to realize. That uh, when we make this transformation with forgiveness, it gives us this opportunity, uh, as it were, to make room for us to heal, to reconcile, to try and foster new relationships with people, which can really be nice. Sometimes the greatest relationship is when you've had an enemy uh, or somebody that you really can't stomach and they've really hurt you and then you've made a decision and then you see a different side of that person and you foster this new trusting relationship with them. Or you find out from working uh, through forgiveness with a person that maybe you're going to stay away from but forgive that you can have more trusting relationships with other people. So you look at that, that's, that's really pretty powerful stuff. And who benefits again? You do. You know? So when we forgive people, it helps you to think about what's really happened, what you want to do. You can step out of your story. You can step back uh, into the power of the situation where you uh, get to make choices and you're just not a victim of your feelings and a victim of other people's behaviors. And you get a chance to free yourself from any feelings about shame or feeling bitterness or resentment or hurt, uh, you can work through those things uh, you know, a, a lot easier when you uh, forgive people. And is that true just because I say that? Well, no. Actually, uh, the Mayo Clinic uh, will, will also really suggest the spiritual side of things in terms of you know, mind, body, and spirit. Um, I remind that to people all the time when they say, what are you putting that spiritual component in there? No, it's, the spiritual component is very important. Uh, the Mayo Clinic suggests that forgiveness can lead to healthier relationships, improved mental health, less stress, and reduced hostility. 
So uh, that's another great benefit. And uh, those kinds of dilemmas, uh, you know, that cause us mental and emotional anguish and stress, as I mentioned before, they really exhaust our nervous system and deplete our energy. And over time, these prolonged emotional and mental states uh, can erode our health and, and our uh, mental well-being. And it leaves us fatigued, it leaves us depressed, it leaves us anxious, and uh, it leaves us in the, posi- you know, in the position to, to be more prone to be unhappy. Uh, the great book, uh, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers by Robert Sapolsky, you know, talks a lot about that in, in different ways that, you know, the flight or f- uh, fight mechanism in people is really meant to last for a couple of minutes. If you didn't get away from a predator, uh, you were eaten by them and you wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. But with human beings, we keep dwelling on that thing that fires up all the same systems in our brain, in our bodies, and it damages us. It damages us because it shuts down our immune system, it shuts down other systems. Why? To, to, to divert energy so that we can go out there and either fight or flee. Now again, it was only supposed to last for a few minutes, and now it's going on hour after hour, day after day, week after week, month after month, and many times year after year. So think of the, um, think of the bad effects uh, that that has uh, on our health. And you know, it just destroys the holiday for yourself and, and, and for yourself and, and sometimes other people, and then it's, a, it's kind of a vicious cycle. Research into the health benefits of forgiveness shows that forgiveness can affect our mental perception and our physical stress. And that's, that's an important thing. When we let go of the burden of our troubles and we have the sense of forgiveness, uh, we can literally perceive um, issues, uh, hills, uh, things that we're trying to climb to be less steep. We feel that we can jump higher in a fitness test. We feel that we can go further. Um, forgivers perceive a less daunting world. They perform better on challenging physical tasks. And it illustrates that forgiveness can can lighten the physical burdens, uh, and you know there's tests and uh, that are done on people, and they perform better uh, when they're in a forgiving, positive mindset rather than in a negative one. It's important to realize that forgiveness, uh, at least that what I'm talking about, doesn't pardon the perpetrator. You and I don't have the right to pardon people. I mean, we can forgive them. That's that's great. That is kind of a thing, but it gives us the strength to move forward. Uh, it gives us the strength um, and, the, and the ability to express compassion and let go of negative feelings that we're holding on to. And uh, it, it's, I'm suggesting that this is a very important thing to think about uh, for many people during the holiday. I bet every single one of us has something like that that uh, takes away from our holiday. And you'll be healthier and happier and, and, inc- and increase the health and happiness of the people around you by thinking about that. Truly letting things go takes time, and you don't have to rush it. It begins with one step. It's like any other skill, and it becomes a habit. So you know it's important to think through what you're going to do. Sometimes you need some counseling or support to go through that process, or you need to listen to something like this, a tape or motivational things, or read a book about it, or speak to your best friend about it. Uh, or somebody who's a, a, a good buddy, and, and you know somebody who'll give you some honest feedback. 
some people uh, who do this for a living, uh, you know, for, to, to really work on the health uh, of people, like the people at John Hopkins or the Mayo Clinic, uh, they go through forgiveness training. And forgiveness training, uh, when it's done professionally, one method is, is a combination of cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, that means when you really check out your perceptions and you make, you know, to see if things are real, uh, if you have, you know, proof that what you're, you're thinking and seeing and experiencing makes sense and, and then you develop strategies to deal with that. But uh, forgiveness training involves this, uh, this CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy and relaxation techniques. Because, you know, when you have somebody who's victimized you in your mind or somebody that you're madder than hell at, wow, just a picture of them, just the, the smell of their cologne or perfume or seeing them with another person or some other thing will fire people up uh, automatically. So many times relaxation techniques are very important. But the goal is the same in every one of these things. It's to identify the problem, whatever the anger issue is or the issue that needs to be forgiven, to give it time, get objective input, and identify the problem. You know, to identify it clearly. What is it that you're angry about? Is it real? Is it justified? Okay? So you've, you've done the CBT technique. You check it out. And yeah, it's real. Somebody's really wronged you. You make a conscious decision that you want to work on forgiveness. You identify the problem. You practice relaxation techniques. And then you observe and you challenge your own responses. You look at how you're handling that. You, uh, you see if your responses are beneficial or not. Do you like what's happening? You work on transforming your perception to a positive outlook. How can you be positive about forgiving people? It empowers you. It puts the power back on you. When you're not forgiving people, when, when, when people can push your button or past circumstances can push your button, you're not, you're not in charge of your, uh, your life at that point. And, and everybody can't control their life every single minute, of course, or every emotion. But you can work actively on, again, transforming your perception to realize that you can let this go and have a, a positive outlook, okay? What can you do? You, you know, what, what are some, a, a few tips that can help you with these things? Well, honor your feelings. I don't even like to use that term, honoring your feelings, but accept your feelings. Don't judge yourself about your feelings and allow yourself to feel fully. And if you're angry or you need to grieve or, or, or you need to be pissed off or whatever it is, um, you know, don't worry about it. Try and operationally define or establish what forgiveness means to you. What do you mean by forgiveness? Some people think that, oh yeah, forgiveness is I'm not going to murder you. I'm going to cut your ears off or something like that. Or I'll never talk to you again. Or I'm only going to wish that you'll be crippled and not die. Something like that. You know, you have to you have to know what your definition of forgiveness means. Is it complete forgiveness? Uh, you know, what are the limitations? And you need to remember that forgiveness doesn't depend upon the other person's response to your forgiveness. It doesn't matter if they don't care about your forgiveness. It matters what you're doing. Forgiveness does not mean that you need to reconcile with somebody. It doesn't mean that you have to be anybody's buddy any, anymore. It simply means that you're ready to, to let go of something and move on. You need to know that forgiveness is a practice that helps you and recognize uh, you know, that fact if there's a need to self-forgive yourself too. Maybe you got involved with somebody that you were warned about or a situation and it blew up and you hurt a lot of people. Well, uh, another person might have taken advantage of you, but you might have had some, 
something in on that too, and you might need to forgive that person, and you might need to forgive yourself. Accept responsibility, but you're a human being. Human beings make mistakes, sometimes terrible mistakes, and sometimes over and over again. If you need to forgive yourself, try then do it with realistic compassion and love and try not to, to self-blame. It's good to accept responsibility for your behavior, of course. It's essential to, to accept responsibility for your own behavior. But people are imperfect. You're imperfect. I'm imperfect. So self-blaming isn't going to change anything. Another tip to work on forgiveness is to surround yourself with people, if you, if you have them, that care about you and support you. Sometimes we were not in a situation where we have people around us that care about us and support us, and, and the pickings are few. And maybe that's a time to go to a support group uh, or, you know, uh, where people aren't your family or friends but will be supportive due to the nature of it, whatever it is that you're forgiving. Maybe you've been a victim of a violent crime or something else like that, and you need to go to something like that or, or a therapy group. Or good places for that are spiritual groups, uh, churches, and you know support groups that they have there, or other things, and, you know, or or whatever you could find uh, in the in the interim until uh, you know other sources present themselves. Uh, you don't want to remain alone uh, when you're seriously conflicted or in a toxic situation, and you know it's important that you acknowledge your experiences. Uh, and, and you, 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 know, you want to move towards a balanced and healthy relationship. Uh, in terms of forgiveness, try to be articulate uh, in, in terms of expression of yourself. Uh, some people that I know, I, I've done this uh, at times, if I've had a, deep, a very deep hurt, write out your story. You know, like you're witnessing or writing a book. Examine the story, reflect and contemplate on the circumstances. You know, from the witness perspective. Uh, you know, and do it from the perspective of all the characters involved. It sounds very complex, but then you can see the you can see the situation from other people. See if you can separate the emotions of the characters and and, and think about how you feel about the emotions, and then how you feel about you know the characters you know in, in that story. Now, for a lot of people, this is you know of you know a little bit too uh, involved, but uh, when you're really suffering from being angry and depressed and anxious, uh, it's a lot less effort to 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 do that uh, than it is to uh, to go through day after day, hour after hour, being uh, you know angry and upset with people. I can remember a young boy, uh, and it had nothing to do with forgiveness, but it was a similar thing with writing out a story and the power of expression of our feelings. Uh, a young boy, uh, when I worked in Georgia in a children and adolescent unit, I was the attending psychologist, the supervising psychologist um, in a children and adolescent program. And this uh, fellow came in, and I'll never forget him. His name was Murray, of all things, and uh, in, in, in Augusta, Georgia. You didn't find many Murrays there. And he was just a nice kid, and he was just tearing up the town and everything else like that. And uh, one of the things that I would do uh, working in the evenings uh, was suggested by a great psychiatrist, John Hughes from Duke University to us, and he'd say, don't do so much therapy. Play ping pong. 
with the with the boys especially in the evening and you'll you know talk to them over a game of ping pong or some activity like that and man was he ever right you you'd get more stuff and see the progress you were making with somebody over a game of ping pong or an hour of playing ping pong than you could for, with a, a thousand hours in a therapy session but what i found out about this fellow is that his parents were killed both of his parents were killed in an automobile accident and he went to live with his older brother and uh, you know, he was always a good kid, and, and man, he freaked out. And, you know, he had, it was quite a while, and he was still acting out, and, you know, they thought that it wasn't maybe related to the parents. And, of course, sometimes the simplest explanation is the best, and at least from my perspective, that's what it was. Um, I've had very few instant cures uh, in my life, or of any cures, but this certainly was one of them. We worked for a while on really finding out, and I'll never forget him crying and sobbing, just like you would see in the movies. I'd become his friend, and I guess kind of a big brother father figure to him, uh, even though I was a young man. And uh, one of the things that I suggested to him was that he was so hurt and he missed his parents so much, uh, I asked him if he would, you know, write them a letter and uh, tell them how he felt. And he did. He wrote this really, really elaborate letter. Uh, he read it to me. Uh, and, of course, it, it, I'm not going to get into all that with you, but you can imagine. Uh, it, it went through everything. and It was beautiful and, and childish and uh, from a child's perspective of love and longing and anger and missing and everything else that you can imagine. And he got that out. And then he said, well, what am I going to do with it now? I said, well... I'm going to get you a home visit uh, to go this weekend and be with your brother, and I'll talk to the social worker, and uh, we don't have to tell your brother what it's about, but I'd like you to take that letter, and I'd like you to put it in a, a, a thing, and I'd like you to, to kind of like dig up around the grave and bury the letter near your parents' grave. And uh, he did. And I have to tell you, it was like something you'd see in a movie. That was it. He was done. Uh, done in a positive way. He had forgiven his parents. Uh, he had accepted. He had gone. I think that was the final stage for him of grieving uh, as well. And this expression of his emotions, uh, it was very powerful. The act of going to the gravesite and doing this, it had all the rituals and the spiritual side of it and everything. And it was very, very powerful and very, very effective. And probably it's one of the handful of times in my 40-plus uh, years of psychology that uh, I was able to have a really an immediate effect on, you know, with somebody and, and really help them understand something, a person who is experiencing a transient uh, spiritual and emotional problem. So it's a, good, uh, it's a good example that I didn't think of before doing this uh, podcast, but it's wonderful to remember telling it to you. And it, the forgiveness is kind of the same thing. You get a chance to really, you know, tell your emotions, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, when you're working on forgiveness, contemplation about things is important, like I, I did with Murray. You need to take some time and space for yourself, and you, you need to remember to focus on what and whom you love and you know, your intention to heal. And you, you, you really want to work, uh, like if you're going to the gym to lose weight or work on an injured knee or whatever it is, you're working to get centered again. You're working to gain perspective. Uh, you're working to focus on these positive aspects of your life. Uh, 
And you want to ask yourself, is there a benefit to holding on to this anger? Or this shame, or this fear, or this pain? You know, if you've been humiliated, if you've been fired, uh, if your ex-husband or wife, uh, you know, has told everybody what a numbnuts you are, uh, you know, at work uh, you failed at a terrible project and you got fired, whatever it is, you know, is is it going to help you to hold on to that stuff, or do you want to find some other way to think it through and say, eh, let's let's forgive that, and that's the way people get, or whatever it is. Observe your answers without judgment, and ask yourself, what would it mean? What would the benefit be to me if I forgave? And remember that when you for, you forgive someone or you forgive yourself, it doesn't mean that you agree with what has happened or that you approve of it. No, that's not a great thing if somebody's wronged you seriously. You know, there can still be justice for people if you choose to forgive. You don't have to forgive a debt. You don't have to forgive uh, an indiscretion. Uh, you know, you don't have to go back to a, a spouse that's done uh, things wrong over and over again to you or go back to a job or forgive somebody and not sue them for money that they owe you. But the point is you don't have to let it destroy you. Okay? So those are a lot of the, uh, you know, the fundamental things uh, that uh, have to do with forgiveness. Uh, there's also some other quicker ones. You know, uh, it's uh, when I teach uh, my college class, I always, you know, will let people know that use some critical thinking. You know, get some supporting documentation for things or, um, you know, think things through very carefully. Uh, is there, you know, and, and what are the reasons that you feel that way or what are the reasons that you want to go on this path? Well, I found an interesting um, piece of information on uh, forgiveness, and it was a, a bunch of reasons why it's good to forgive. And, and I thought I'd share some of them with you. Uh, and again, my goal is really simple. Uh, my philosophy is how can you change the world? That over, overlies this whole mind, body, and spirit thing. And I think you can change the world starting with one person at a time. So whichever one person I'm speaking to out there tonight, and I hope you'll give me an email, swangland, S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D, at gmail.com. And let me know, maybe, to see if this helped you out a little bit, because uh, you can, you know, play it forward and help somebody else out. And that's how we change the world in a more positive way. But here are some of these reasons uh, to forgive others and to forgive yourself. I'll pick a few out, and uh, it'll bring us to the end of this broadcast in a nice way. One is that forgiveness is the start of a healing process. When you decide to forgive, again, you're not being victimized. You might have been victimized, but now this is the start of the healing process. This is the start of coming back. You know, use the elections. If you're a Democrat, wow, it's been rough having the Republicans in charge of everything, and now all of a sudden the Democrats have the House of Representatives. It's the beginning of the healing process, <laughs> or World War III. We don't know, but uh, you get the idea. It's the start of something. When we choose to forgive, as I said in, uh, previously, you're not necessarily condoning the action. So, you know, for me, I find that most of the things that I forgive for people, with a little bit of contemplation, I'll usually say, well, this person's really, uh, you know, they're really ignorant. And by ignorant, I don't mean um, a bad or anything. They don't know any better. On that, they're ignorant. They they don't know, uh, or some other people are just petty, and that's who they are. Or other people have been poorly trained. I'm not condoning their actions, but I understand it. 
uh, when you choose to forgive, there's a sense of wholeness and peace. I love that when I choose to forgive, where I say that this doesn't bother me. Yeah, it makes me angry mildly, but I'm really not going to pay a lot of attention to it, not because I'm in denial, because it's really not that important and it's not worth having my blood pressure increase. Uh, I've got cardiovascular problems, you know, on a hereditary basis, and I exercise all the time to keep it down low, uh, you know, my cholesterol low and my inflammation and my system low and uh, that other kind of stuff. What am I going to let other people uh, with petty things, uh, you know, get me ill or sick or anything else like that? I'd rather have a bowl of ice cream. If I'm going to die of something, I'd rather it be a good meal or having some fun rather than being mad at somebody. I mean, you get the point on that. It's nice to let go of, of being the victim. You know, and, and a lot of people, I'm sure you know them, uh, maybe you one times I've done that in my life. Uh, I've liked to play the victim. Uh, you know, people get a lot of that. I, I, I don't do that very much anymore that I'm, I'm aware of. Uh, my wife might disagree when I get moody, or my kids, uh, and some of my friends, but I don't think that I do it, and I like to let go of it. And when you forgive other people, then you're not the victim. Uh, when you choose to forgive, it's something you do for yourself, and it's not the other person. We talked about that before. And you're focusing your energy on healing and not the hurtful actions of whatever happened. That's great. It's a path to healthy relationships, and that's good. If you're playing the victim all the time, and you're talking to someone, and, and you keep letting them know, you know how you've been victimized, how the world sucks, uh, how you're mad at this one and that one, and everything's terrible... People don't want to be around you, uh, you know, very much. Or the people who want to be around you are the people that are in, going to encourage that unhealthy thinking, and and the people who are going to bitch and moan, and uh, with you, and they're not going to do a darn thing for you, and you're not going to do a darn thing for them, except you know, have an earlier ticket to the grave or a lot of anger and hurt in your relationships. Forgiveness helps heal the hurt from the past, and it gives you this wonderful opportunity to move on with your life. So that's a real benefit. I don't know about you, but the um, psychological version of a common cold in the 21st century and the 20th century has been anxiety and depression. And I don't like to feel anxious. And I wow, I certainly don't like to feel depressed. And uh, I, I don't strive for either one of those two. Uh, I like having a lot of fun, and I like being a nut, and uh, having a lot of laughs. And like anybody else, I, I can get nervous about things or worried about things and on occasion I guess I can be depressed but uh, if anything for me uh, I'm not a person that's uh, that that moves towards depression I get I'm more towards anxiety but anxiety and depression go hand in hand and if you're anxious for a long period of time it'll tire you out and you'll start to get depressed because the anxiety doesn't go away so if you're angry with people or it makes you tense to be in those situations and all the things we've gone over, give it up, man, because all you're doing is setting yourself up for anxiety and depression. And it's a spiral. And then, you know, when you get to depression, if it goes away, you'll be, you know, it's called the neurotic paradox. You become anxious about, is that going to come back? Is that crazy depression going to come back again? So why would you do that? Why would you let somebody empower uh, themselves over you with that? So by giving uh, yourself and others this forgiveness, you help restore yourself to basic goodness and health. And it's a wonderful way to enhance your self-esteem and give you hope. 
It's a, it's a chance, really, to restore faith in yourself and say, wow, I can deal with this. That's showing that you have coping skills, that you have resiliency, that you have a hardy personality, that you're not into all these microaggressions and trigger points and everything else like that. You don't need all that kind of stuff. Now, that's a very popular thing, and if you're into that kind of thinking, well, I'm not here to make you feel guilty or anything. I'm saying there's a different, there's a different way to look at it, and, and I'm throwing it out to you. When you forgive, you give up resentment, you give up revenge, and you give up, here's, here's something we haven't talked about, obsessing on revenge. And obsessing um, is a thought process. It's like obsessive compulsive behavior. Uh, you know, people say, what is that? Well, the, the, the compulsive behavior is, you know, that's, that's the thing that you do. The obsession, uh, obsession is the stuff that you think about. So you're thinking and thinking and thinking, you're obsessing, you're dwelling, uh, and those things lead to the anxiety and depression, they lead to the resentment, they lead to you know these fantasies of revenge. It's all bad. Nothing good comes of it. And you don't have the freedom to do a lot of things because you're obsessing on things. You're stuck on something. It's like a record that's stuck uh, you know, from years ago. The record repeating, you know, click and click and click, it's on the same tune. You want to get out of there. So when you forgive somebody, you have the freedom to begin a whole bunch of new and healthy life choices. You know, So it's a path to serenity. Isn't that wonderful? You have a chance to be the one who benefits from your forgiveness. You know, you're forgiving the other person, but once again, you're the person who benefits from it. And you never, you should never lose track of that. It's also a way to let go of your pain from the past. If you want to hang on to your pain and honor your pain and do all that kind of stuff that you know that people talk about now, and I'm not making fun of acknowledging your pain or terrible hurts or the vicious or horrific things that happen to people from other people, but letting that go, putting it in its proper perspective, acknowledging that it's happened, acknowledging that you have deep hurt from it, but saying it's over, it's not, it's not happening anymore or that that happens to everybody or happens to many people, it, it lets you move on and you let go of the pain from the past. So it's very, very, very important to do those things. Forgiveness lets you also have a path to a, a continuing relationship with people, particularly someone who's caused you harm or maybe causing you harm right now. So you might be able to reconcile something with somebody uh, and um, it's been a very painful thing, and you forgive them, and, and you, know, you don't have to forget anything, and now you can have a relationship with them. I think a good example of that are people with drug addictions or people with uh, other kinds of, sometimes people with very serious emotional illnesses or some, some type of um, uh, kind of problem that, that puts a person uh, sometimes not all the times, but sometimes in a position unfairly of too many demands of being a caretaker and the, the person is not good to them, the person does them wrong, the person steals money from them, the person hurts them, a person makes them sick, causes them pain, whatever. And uh, you know, you have a legitimate reason to be angry with the person uh, over that. And I don't mean that necessarily with the person who's mentally ill, uh, of course, because they're mentally ill, but sometimes people with addiction problems, uh, well, it's the same kind of thing. 
It might be a person who's been in rehab 10 different times. Uh, and uh, I'm not saying they're not legitimately trying to do that, but it causes a lot of pain to other people. And if you're in addiction programs, uh, m my understanding is you realize in a hurry that some people may forgive you and other people may not. Uh, so uh, for good reason. However, that person might be your father or mother or wife or husband or child or somebody else, and it's very beneficial to forgive them because there's somebody that you love, there's somebody you gave birth to, somebody that you married, somebody who has been important to you that you have a history with, and somebody that you can reestablish hopefully a relationship with. So forgiveness gives you that path for a continuing uh, relationship uh, with somebody. I guess uh, in closing with that, when you, some things to think about with forgiveness is forgiveness gives you another chance with people. It can give you another chance with a child, as I said. It can give you another chance with a husband or a wife, another chance with a parent, a brother or sister, uh, a good friend, somebody that you've loved and cared for and had a history with, or somebody that has had a positive influence on your life and taken a bad turn with you or you with them. It keeps you in the good flow of life, or the flow of good in life, I should have said that you're not uh, in this black hole of negativity. So forgiveness can be a key to our happiness. Forgiveness can be important for making peace with the past. And when it comes to the holiday time, what could be um, a nicer gift that one person gives another than forgiveness? It's a beautiful thing. Uh, you can give people all kinds of expensive gifts. Uh, you can posture with those kinds of things and be a showboater. Or you can give a gift that is really, really important and meaningful in the scope of, uh, of a person's life. Lastly, when you, when you are into forgiveness, you're fully embracing your future. You're looking towards not only the present, but you're looking towards the future. You're not dwelling on the past. So that's my spiel. That's my uh, set of ideas on forgiveness. And uh, you'll, I'd be curious with, uh, with what you think about it. Uh, I think there's a lot of helpful stuff in there. I know there is for me. And one of the benefits for me of, of doing the podcast, or whatever podcast that I do, it's a tremendous reminder to me to do the same thing. So when the holidays come up, yeah, there's, there's people that I have issues with like you do or situations and uh, going over this for you is a wonderful reminder for me of uh, the steps that I need to take uh, in, in, in these areas. So with that being said, I'm going to say good night to you. Uh, this is Stan Wangland from Mind, Body, and Spirit. Uh, once again, if you have any comments, uh, you can hit the message button on the Anchor FM uh, site and just punch them out to me or what you can do is you can uh, send me a comment to swangland at gmail.com and I'd love to hear from you. Perhaps you want to be a guest on the podcast and uh, that would be fantastic as well. I have a couple of interesting uh, uh, podcasts coming up uh, with uh, a fellow David Radigan. Uh, I did another one with uh, Wrestling With Reality. 
Um, I have another one uh, with uh, uh, Caretaker Dave, a huge guy, best-selling author that I'll be doing on December 18th. Uh, and uh, just a whole series of other ones with other people. And my good buddy, Paul Caden, from his uh, podcast, The Spirit's Eye. Uh, and a couple of other wonderful people. I'll just give you the first name. Uh, shout out to my good buddy, Tony, uh, who is a wonderful uh, singer and a very interesting person. I have uh, want to have him on the uh, podcast. And uh, some people on veterans issues for the holidays and the new year. And uh, just a bunch of interesting stuff. So, you all have a nice night. Uh, I send uh, some peace and love to you. And I'll be seeing you next time. Good night.